Hello. Hello, friends. How are y'all? How are y'all? Welcome I'm just mirroring back. whatever Judith says. <laughs> <laughs> I love a mirroring. It's all good. Welcome back to Tinseltown Tea, guys. Yes, episode 90-something. Yep, 90-something. I think we're close to 100. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. We should be there soon. Yes. Um, you know, by the grace of God. Yes, by the um, almighty grace. <laughs> but anyways, yes. welcome to another episode of Tinseltown Tea, yep. where we give you the tea of the Tinseltown. Right. It's Corey and Judith. And yeah, we're going to start with our usual would you rather. Mm-hmm. And... It's a Thanksgiving one mm. um, because when y'all hear this, Thanksgiving should be right around the corner. That's right. So would you rather eat a burnt Thanksgiving dinner? I'm talking burnt. Oh, my God. Okay, to a crisp. My Lord. Crisp with a T. <laughs> or an undercooked. Oh, my God. It's not undercooked enough to give you salmonella. Okay. Or one of them other diseases that you get. <laughs> But it's undercooked. Like y'all know it's what undercooked enough. food is. Okay. Y'all All know right. what undercooked food is. Where it's right. not gonna kill you, but it's still undercooked. Okay. I think black folks know what undercooked yep. food is. We are very sensitive to that stuff. Yep. 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 So it's Ooh. either burnt or undercooked. Both are disgusting. They are. But you gotta pick one. Ah, that's very hard. I love food, so this would hurt my my heart. <laughs> I love to eat. It's just such a great activity. <laughs> just such a it's fun so good. hobby. It really is. So many Ugh. flavors to try. So many ethnic right. backgrounds that have come up with delicious ways of preparing uh, food. But I would, it's hard. I would go with undercooked, but I'm only um. thinking because I'm going to try and do something with it. <laughs> I'll be like, okay. I'm like, oh, that was undercooked. Okay, let's slice this up. Put this in the microwave. Let's, let's saute it. You don't have that option. Dang, man. Nope, <laughs> you nope. just got to eat it? There's no way you can't fix the burnt. You can't fix burnt. You can't fix the undercooked. You literally have to eat it. Everything as is. Okay, I'm going to do the undercooked. Can we season more? Nope. God. <laughs> <laughs> you, your grandmama. I mean, your grandma would never, Ooh. but your your hypothetical True. grandmother oh, put this man. food in front of you and she said she's watching you waiting for you to eat it so you cannot put shit on it without her feelings you can't do anything she's literally she put it in front of you your grandma would never but <laughs> if you're us just hypothetical here Ooh. she put it in front of you and she's gonna sit there she's gonna sit next to you and watch mm-hmm. you eat it so it's like you can't do anything without hurting her feelings. Okay. I, I would have to go with undercooked because burnt is like, you can't really, like all you're tasting is like char <laughs> all the way through. And I'm just like, I can't be munching on that all the way through. Like there has to be some, you know what I mean? I could cut, cut around if I can't cut around or, you know, uh, but like, I, I, ooh, I have to go with undercooked and not eat a whole lot of it and be like, I'm so, ooh, so full. Oh my God. <laughs> All that, all that juice, all that juice. Oh my goodness. You know what? I had some of that bread earlier. (laughs) Some of that good bread. Ooh, so good. Them dinner rolls. I I messed myself up. See, I ruined it. (laughs) Sorry, Grams. I'm so sorry. (laughs) She's going to be like, it's okay, baby. Take some uh, to go. You know what? I sure will. And I will take it and put it right in that trash. Like, what? I'll just take the whole pan and save everybody else right. and be like, you know what? I just want actually you looking up for the team. No, I'm gonna take the whole. That's how good it was. Yeah, that's how. That's that's how. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like, yeah. Oh my god! And if the sides are okay, 
Oh no, it says dinner. The whole joint is undercooked. I'm like, yeah, the whole damn. Thanksgiving dinner. I was like, not the stuffing. Ooh, not the dressing. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. Not the sweet potato pie. No, <laughs> yikes. That is. So what about you? Mm. Cause I I've had so many experience mm. on the cooked food. Oh child. At the schoolyard. <laughs> that is the worst. They don't give a fuck about feeding our children. Why did I really say don't. at the schoolyard? Like, this is 1935. Uh, um, but they still, still issues. <laughs> I was like, it's still issues. But we feed these kids. Um, yeah. Ooh. I'm just having, ooh. <laughs> Trigger trauma. Oh, my God. I literally can't choose. Yeah. Because, ugh. God, like un- I'm just thinking of no. undercooked food in my mouth. Damn, I remember growing up. I remember in middle school, and I loved Pizza Fridays and shit. And From that time, shit was not. You'd be like, "Why is this cheese not like giving me the ooey gooey when you pull it away?" It's giving the fresh out the gummit okay. cheese bag. Okay, <laughs> it's like, fresh out the gummit cheese really? bag. Y'all didn't even try. Y'all didn't even try taking it. They put that joint in a microwave for two seconds. They were like, "Boo oh, here you go. <laughs> here you go." Little dirty ass kids. Oh my God. <laughs> Always begging for shit. You're right. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm a child. <laughs> like the government makes you feed us. What is this? Barely. Oh, oh, what would I do? What would I do? What would I do? That it would have to be any mini money mo at this point. <laughs> Either one. Either one. <laughs> <sighs> Not the eeny I would have to do undercooked too. Yeah. Dang. And I would just have to kill myself after <laughs> just end it all just be done the lord would have to take me oh because, lord yeah i'll just have i'll just be traumatized because that's already have oh okay <laughs> so we gotta move on because i'm yeah. just getting yeah, yeah, triggered yeah, yeah, yeah. no I'm getting triggered that was a good would you rather though particularly for the holidays because i'm like lord. yeah because i'm like Thanksgiving, the would you rather is what we're going to do. The rest of them were weird. I Googled it, guys. The rest of them were weird. And it's the only one that really felt high stakes. <sighs> Lord, okay. help us, Lord. All right, so undercooked for the win. Yep, yep. Damn, but I'm thankful our, our all of our Thanksgiving dinners are going to be highly seasoned, highly flavored, mm-hmm. highly blessed, and delicious, and cooked to perfection. Amen. Period. Uh, I, can't. <laughs> I can't do it. Can't mm-hmm. do it. So with that, going to go on to the Would You Rather. I have that this week. And um, yeah, I just, uh, ScreenCraft had a article where they gave like a lot of uh, writing prompts for um, some of the movies that were out. So you don't have to go to ScreenCraft. Like there's a whole bunch of writing prompts. But yeah, my uh, know better, do better is uh, check out writing prompts. They kind of help you foster some ideas. Oh, excuse me, hit the mic there. Uh, foster some ideas on creating some shows or franchises or things that you want to explore in a different way. And it allows mm. you to think a little bit outside of the box of what you may have may normally write in, right? So you can still do like a comedy, but if you have a prompt question that is like, okay, like what if the gods walked among, among us, right? It doesn't have to be a drama. It could be a comedy. What would that be? How, how would that look like? You know, and you can use different... Um, formats and genres to really tell a story um, a lot deeper than I think we uh, think of when we don't try and challenge ourselves to look outside of the box of what we Mm. usually do. So yeah, just check out some writing prompts. They have some cool uh, questions to think about. And there's 
again, ScreenCraft is not the first and the last person to do this. Go in there, go to the Google, see what other writing prompts are available that can like just get your your mind going and thinking of other ideas and other uh, places to write or what you want to write about or even think about. Um, and even mm. if those they those don't be the ones that you're like, oh yeah, I want to do it. It could spark something else. So it's all about yeah. just uh, really just massaging your mind and creating new ideas so that you can create some new shit. Period. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was a good, would you rather, as we are rounding out the year, we are in the final quarter. Yeah. Of the year. Ooh. So Let's that means, done, you y'all. know, we got to get some things done to set ourselves up. So that mm-hmm. is really great way to kind of, you know, get yourself going yeah. and continue to keep yourself going mm-hmm. for the new year. Yes. All right. So yes. moving into the news I usually have my shit together, but today I don't. And that is, <laughs> All and that good. is oh, Mary had a little lamb. Okay. So let me go ahead and open Listen, up. This is a journey, guys. And it we're is. all on it. It's we are all, all good. on it. But this first one is including two folks that mm-hmm. I enjoy. Um, everything is from Shadow and Act, of course. Mm-hmm. All right. So the first one is uh amazon series i believe is it? no it's on epic mm-hmm. and it stars Derek luke and erica alexander the you queen, should know if you don't i don't truly i don't really know what to say i truly if don't you know. don't um there's Both not much that i can do for you if you don't mm-hmm. you gotta do for yourself <laughs> um because okay Derek luke uh yeah. you know he played it's this character is what all black folks refer to him as yep uh, instead of his name. <laughs> oh my gosh. And now I can't remember. It's okay. But he was in, oh God. Well, if you want to talk about the early aughts, he was in the So Gone music video with Monica. <laughs> I remember that. Cause I was like, God, girl, you don't was. reminded me. He girl, he was. was. Oh, Oh my God, he was. Looking she fine was. as motherfucking wine. Yes, she sure Ooh. was going to kick down his door. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and bust his chick for real. Antoine (laughs) Fisher. Yep, that's what he it was in, and that's what black folks refer to him as. Although that is his name, it is not. Yeah, his name is Derek Luke. Yep, we'll talk about him later, I believe. Mm -hmm. And then Eric Alexander. I I just should I even say what living single just in case? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. You should know that absolutely. Anyways, if you're listening to this show and you don't know that. I don't know what to say to you. But anyway, so Blumhouse <laughs> has released the first trailer for American Refugee, which is a film that will be airing on Epic. Okay. So in the film, a family seeks shelter in a neighbor's bunker while the American economy is in collapse and the nation under martial law. This sounds scary Woo, because this is going to happen next month. I feel <laughs> we're close to it. Let me pack my bag. I don't want to watch this. Let me get my I'm passport together. Because we're already get my passport in a collapse, child, in inflation right now. Martial law is around the corner. Donna's looking really nice right now. Ooh, so okay, <laughs> I'm triggered. Y'all are wild. So Ooh. is this a documentary or <laughs> what? It looks like it's scripted. Yikes! So there they find the danger inside is potentially mm. greater than the danger outside. Okay, and you know it's so, Blumhouse, so you know it's gonna be scary. It's gonna be scary. <laughs> Um, okay, so it's directed by Allie Leroy. Mm-hmm. Um, they have Everybody Hates Chris by the name, so maybe they did something on that show. Mm-hmm. Stars Eric Alexander, like we said, Derek Luke, Sam Tramiel, Zamondi Wilder, Jesse Case, Vince Matisse, Charity Jordan, and Peyton Jackson. It was written by Allison 
Buckmelter. Ooh, a name. All right. And Nicholas <laughs> Buckmelter. Okay, they married, brother, sister. Ooh, let me name. know. Let me know. I love it. Ooh, a name. An executive produced by Jason Blum, Chris McCumber, Jeremy Gold for Blumhouse, and Lisa Bruce. Mm-hmm. And on December 10th, it premieres on Epics and will be available for digital purchase via Paramount Home Entertainment. Okay. Not sure if that means that's going to be on the Paramount Plus. I right. don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know. I hope so. I hope so. By the yeah. grace of God. Yeah. Everything's by the grace of God. Truly. Nowadays. Look here. This it's premise weird. is a little too on the real nose. for me. On the like, nose. what y'all talking about? America economy nose. decline. Y'all already know that's happening. Woo. <laughs> 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 Weren't we in martial law last year? <laughs> Yikes. I'm scared. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next. The Kings of Napa. <laughs> Which is a trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be an own series and it's about a black family vineyard. Ooh. Okay. Let's go okay. to the vineyard. I stand. I'm, it's going to be here. a drama series. Um, and it is from the Claus showrunner Janine Sherman. 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 <laughs> Sherman Barros. 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 B A R R O I S. Y'all sound that out. Oh, that sounds French. That sounds like some shit I can't stay. Oh, my God. Okay, so Academy Award winner Matthew Cherry of Hair Love fame has directed the first two episodes. Okay, nice. Congrats. I'm, okay. All right. Yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be starring Ebony Noel, Rance Nix, Karen LeBlanc, Mm. Yanni King Monshin, Ashley Bryan, and Devika Parikh. And it chronicles a black wine dynasty. Come on, dynasty. Okay. Isaiah Whitlock Jr., Heather, Alicia Sims, Curtis Hamilton, and Sam Samantha Walks are recurring. And um Ebony Noel portrays August King. Ooh, that's a cool name. Mm-hmm. Who is the middle sibling and the family's brilliant marketing maven and wine connoisseur, Ooh. always looking for new ways to expand the business. Rance Nix is August's older brother, Dana King. Okay. Mm-hmm. The savvy CFO of the winery. Um, what's her name? Karen LeBlanc mm-hmm. is Vanessa King, who's the matriarch of the family who gave up her career to help run the winery in Napa with her husband, Reginald King, who's played by <laughs> Isaiah <laughs> Whitlock oh, Jr. Reginald, yes. <laughs> yes. That does sound like a boozy. <laughs> right? Oh, Reginald <laughs> King. <laughs> So the synopsis is as follows. The Kings of Napa centered on a gorgeous and picturesque Napa Valley. And Napa Valley is very picturesque, mm-hmm. uh, which is in California, Northern California. It's a vineyard owned by the Kings, an aspirational African-American family whose wealth and status lands them on the pages of design magazines and society pages. The wine business has brought the family success and acclaim, but following the patriarch's sudden exit from the company, his three children must grapple for the reins to the kingdom uh, to their own power, wealth, and legacy. Child. This synopsis sounds like power. Mama D wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> Mama D. Shout out to Mama D. I really love Mama D. <laughs> I love her because it's talking about the kingdom and uh, the prince, the prince, and, and the queen. It's giving Mama D wrote this truly, synopsis. Truly, truly. Um, <laughs> That's so funny. I love that. Yeah. So it's set to premiere on OWN on January 11th okay. next year. Okay. 8 p.m. Eastern. Um which means that damn this late as hell yep. uh, Pacific. So y'all gal stay up to watch it. It's uh, yeah. you can watch the trailer. Or it'll be early, right? Aren't oh, wait, ahead? are we ahead or behind? No, we're behind. We're... So it's five. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, girl. That's going to be real. What early. time zone am I living in? Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to have to. That's too early for me too. That's really early. <laughs> so either way, I'm going to stream. Yeah. It. Streaming is always. Um, Cause who catches things when they air anyway? Yeah. I'll be watching on Hulu. <laughs> 
Yeah. So hopefully it'll be on there, guys. Uh, I I hope so. Queen Sugar, they do the next day on Hulu. Oh, they do? I think, or maybe it's the last season. Yeah, because I know only certain, I think think ABC does that. Yeah, you're Girl, right. y'all gonna have to figure out how to watch Dang. it, y'all, because I know a lot of y'all don't yeah. have cable. Yeah, so. I know for me. Well, I'm I well, I need to talk to the Lord and my budget. But <laughs> like, I if you want to, you can also buy it on Amazon and they okay. can have it on the, the as the show for the next day, so you can see it that way. So they have it available for purchase as it airs. So they have it. So I purchase all. I've financed Andy Cohen's whole franchise. Uh, not finance. <laughs> not she uh, after paid it. <laughs> I know I bought that baby a onesie at least, but see, (laughs) (laughs) but when I buy it on Amazon, it, you get, if you buy the whole season, like let's say, okay, housewives, I bought it the the whole season. It comes out on Sunday, but I get to see it on Monday. So it's a day after release. Oh, so you're just buying it. It's pre-purchasing. Yeah. I I did that with uh, P Valley too. Cause I was like, well, let's just, I didn't know that. Okay. But if you like the network so much, you could add it on as an extra monthly thing. But that's I was true. like, I only like specific shows, so that's what I'm gonna do. Okay, so yeah. okay, we just put you on game as a way to watch it. Yeah, we're trying to give y'all solutions. Yeah, to make sure that y'all can support. Yeah, okay, because this actually is a dope concept. Yeah, I like We've it. Never seen anything about a black, uh, family-owned vineyard. Yeah, that's dope. Come on, that's yeah. dope as hell. So mm-hmm. y'all better watch the shit. Let's go. We gave you. I ain't got no excuses. Okay. <laughs> um. If you can't afford to buy the season, let me know and I'll get it for you. I'll gift right. it. Shit. Y'all know y'all be trading passwords. And- right. <laughs> I can't just talk to somebody. Right. Bye. Like, come on now. <laughs> um, oh, shit. Okay, so this <laughs> next story, I'm reading it and I'm like, what? Okay. Mm. So the game revival, y'all know I love the fucking game. Maybe y'all yes. don't know, but I fucking love the game. Mm-hmm. When it was on the CW, mm-hmm. um, when it switched over to BT, I can't really tell you much about that. <laughs> but when it was on CW, loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so y'all know it's getting revived on Paramount Plus. Nice. And Brittany Daniel, who played Kelly Pitts, mm. was supposed to come back. I didn't know she was going to come back, but she was supposed to come back. And she dropped out. Oh, she wow. She said she will not return okay. to the revival. Um, she was okay. It was just supposed to be a guest appearance. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm thinking I didn't even know she was supposed to come back at all. But okay, she's supposed to be a guest appearance. So okay. it's not really that big of a deal, guys. I made it bigger mm-hmm. than it was. But she's actually not going to come back after okay. um because she just had a baby in October. Oh, congrats to so, her! So okay. congrats, also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations, also. Get it. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Take care of your body, um, and baby girl. Why is this a headline? Okay. They so, try. They try to click bla- click beta. They definitely got my ass. Yeah. I'm thinking she was gonna come back. No, she was just gonna be a guest. Mm-hmm. But she's having a baby, so it literally all makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But you guys will still be able to get a glimpse of Kelly Pitts' life. I loved Kelly Pitts' character. Nice. Uh, through her daughter, Brittany, played by Adrian Ray. So, hmm. um, of, was uh, she on the last time? I didn't watch the show. Was the, they had was she? no, because she, she was a kid in the last one. Okay. So it's kind of a reboot, if you will, what, to yeah, follow so her life. This one, she should be grown by now. So it should be a, a grown, a young adult woman playing her now. Okay. Okay. Because she was a kid back then. Okay. Um, and it's not the same girl. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I believe. Okay. Ooh, why did it do that? Okay. Yeah, I'm like, just bring. But uh, Jason Pitts, who is also one of my favorite characters, played by Kobe Bell, is still slated to make his guest appearance. Pooch Hall's coming back. Who's Derwin? Um, what they call him? <laughs> they had a name for him. 
Dang, what was his name? Y'all gonna remind me of his name on the show. And then we have Hosea Chance, <laughs> Set, Chance, Chance, I can never play his name. Chanchez. Okay. Who plays Sanchez. Malik and then Wendy Raquel Robinson, hey, the my motherfucking queen. Yes. So actually, Hosea, who played Malik, and Wendy Raquel, who was the Tosh Mac of Tosh Mac Management, mm-hmm. are the stars <laughs> of the revival. So they were trying to say they were trying to get Tia to come back, but she is not going to come back, and okay. that makes sense. She's she's, she's working. She's working. Mm-hmm. She's making the checks. Yep. But um. Even though I loved the original, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to maybe try to watch this one. Um, we'll see. Yeah, just but to y'all see. should check it out. Curious. Y'all should check it out because I love me some Wendy. Nice. Yeah, and she I is love dope. Tasha Max. I love what she did with Tasha yeah. Max. So. She's a great actress. So the last article is about All American, all which right. the niggas love. Yeah. It's doing well on Netflix. I, I hear. It Because the niggas love it. Yeah. <laughs> the niggas love All American. Yeah. Um, they added two new recurring players to its fourth season. Mm-hmm. Mustafa Speaks. Come on. Real name. Real name. He be speaking. Come on. And his name is Mustafa. Come on. From seven seconds, Come he on. will play Kenny Boone, an L.A. native. Kenny has a special connection to Spencer and Corey. Okay. I don't who Spencer yeah. is. I think the lead football Probably. player. Mm-hmm. I watched the first season. I forgot everybody, but it is a good show. I just need to get back into it. I just yeah, it's very teeny bopper. Yeah, uh, even though all the motherfuckers are like almost thirty. Yeah, freaks me out. Labor laws, but you know, um, <laughs> it's very teeny bopper though. Yeah, yeah, but, but good writing. I was surprised at how good the writing was. Okay, you thought it was good. okay. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, you thought it was okay? Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but y'all love it. Yeah. And I, I have un, unwillingly watched uh, another <laughs> season because I was with somebody who was ah! Not the forced binge. But. Um, <laughs> the, the unconsensual binge. Yeah, My unconsensual God. Unconsensual binge. But y'all love it. And y'all keep it going because it's a lot of black young actors doing in there. Come on, get these And checks. hopefully after this, they can play adults. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Because they are grown as fuck. Yeah, but you know, black people be looking they do, forever they do. young. Even though Spencer does not look like he's in high school. The guy who uh, Spencer. Okay, okay, okay. Like, you, I don't okay. think he looks like he's in high school. Okay. But anyways, Kenny Boone, who is Mustafa Speaks, hey. has a connection to Spencer and Corey. I don't remember who Corey is, but he's somebody. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, charismatic and funny, but brutally honest. Kenny is a dose of what Spencer needs right now. That explains nothing mm-hmm. about his character. Mm-hmm. So y'all gonna have to watch. Mm-hmm. Sean Kerrigan, who is from The Young and the Restless. Okay. He'll play Coach Ivan. Garrett, who is a hard nosed, what the fuck does that mean? Oh. When at all costs, college football head coach that at a like D one school. He's yeah. tough. Okay, he's, he's just a hard screaming nosed. at the kids, calling them by their last name. Um, almost Rupert, about to call him a nigga. <laughs> he's white, so he's almost about to call him niggas. Just screaming <laughs> suicides, <laughs> suicides today. Like, okay. So he seems like <laughs> borderline something. So yeah. Crazy. He better watch his mouth. Woo. Um, he's a perfectionist <laughs> by nature. He has no problem pushing his players mm-hmm. beyond their limits. Mm-hmm. Sounds, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a style of coaching that's not for the faint of the heart. Okay, so he's just gonna yell and he's scream. He's the worst, yeah. Um, <laughs> so the official description of the current season, though, if y'all care, it's been a long journey in just a short period of time for gifted high school football star Spencer James, played by Daniel Ezra, who's actually British, um, from his days at the breakout as the breakout player at South Crenshaw High to becoming state champion with the Beverly Hills High. His mm-hmm. family life, personal relationships, and athletic future all changed and grew in ways he never imagined. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because he was growing up. Mm-hmm. But after the rough year that followed that victory, Spencer made the tough decision to return to South Crenshaw High for his senior year with Billy Baker, 
Billy Baker. That was his name this whole time. Yeah. Played by Tay Diggs. Yeah. By his side as his as the new head coach. So uh, Tay Diggs' character used to be the coach at the Beverly Hills School. Right. Um, with South Crenshaw High saved Ooh. and the controversial state championship behind him, Spencer has his eyes set on the All-American game and his future with the NFL, which starts with Toledo State. But before our Beverly and South Crenshaw students can set their sights on college, they'll have to navigate the tumultuous, 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 tumultuous last half of senior year, including an epic unexpected prom. How is it unexpected? <laughs> maybe something will happen at the prom that's unexpected but this is america prom is always expected <laughs> especially as a senior okay girls, i'll let them have it girls two graduations and all the complications that come with the growing pains of leaving high school behind and ca- catapulting into adulthood into adulthood well, come on run-ons my god because <laughs> my throat <laughs> Y'all, y'all know y'all heard me struggling to breathe through that. It was like 50,000 commas. Nobody okay. was like, should we put a period and a sentence? Yeah. They were like, no. So basically, <laughs> they're about to graduate high school mm-hmm. about time and go into adulthood, um, right. which means that I don't know how much longer the show will go on. Yeah, that's true. If they want to keep it in high school. But you know, famous, uh, uh, what was it? Oh, God. Uh, the, oh, God. The one with Zach. And, and like, Cody, <laughs> Zach and Cody. Dang, you see the generational shift. The um, Saved by the Bell. Oh, Zach Morris. <laughs> I had to say his last name. That was his last name, right? Yeah, he was a terrible Zach character. Morris, very bad. But they had like a whole college years and too. It was terrible. It was not good. And it did not last. <laughs> but they could take it in that direction they if they could, wanted cause to. Because college football is a big deal. It is. If they could do it right. Yeah. Um, because it, in history, we've seen all these high school shows. Ooh, Once they get into college, it's like no one cares oh, anymore. Oh, nobody gives a gat name. Um, it's happened a lot. It happened with Moesha. Once she got to college, I oh, didn't they were like, care. Girl. I didn't care about <laughs> no. Moesha anymore, and I loved Moesha. Yeah. Once yeah. she got to college, I was like, girl, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. it quickly went off after that. Yeah. So we'll, I think we're hoping would, yeah. that this can... Because, yeah, you're right. College is a big deal. College Football is a big deal in college. Yeah. So they have material to work with. Right. But they got to do it right. They have to do it right. Yeah. Or, I'm, yeah. <laughs> Not me, but the ones who watch it. Or the, a lot of y'all who watch They're it are going to be, be mad, like, disappointed. please. Never mind. So it's mm-hmm. from Warner Brothers, CBS Studios, in okay. association with Berlanti, which is Greg, Greg Berlanti. I don't know why I was on this nigga's page. But Greg Berlanti is a titan in the industry. Yes, he is. Um, yes, he is. I was on his Instagram, and his family's so cute. Um, it's, yeah, it's very him. weird. I was literally just Mr. Instagram. Berlanti. Let me go ahead and follow him. While you um, he's a titan in the industry. Look him up. Okay, he's behind you. Uh, just all the shows. Yeah, you. Um, Jesus. Not just, but you recently, but yeah, no, he's I didn't, forever, forever been. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't know he's behind this show too. Jesus. Um, and then Nikichi Okoro Carol. Okay, Sarah Shatter. Sh- 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 <laughs> John A. Norris and Jamil Turner. Come on, Jamil. So those are the folks, executive producers behind this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and y'all look out for Mustafa Speaks, okay? Go out. In season four. Congrats to you. Which I don't know if season four is premiered already. I don't know. Y'all would know. Y'all yeah. gonna let me know because yeah. y'all know everything about All-American. Let us know. <laughs> it's all good. And that is the news. All right, y'all. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with the main segment. And if you already read the description and the title, you already know. It's a movie Spoilers, review. Beach. We'll be back. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. 
Yes. It is the main segment. And we are doing a movie review of Netflix passing. Mm-hmm. So um, that is out. So if you want to check it out, please do. Um, I'm going to read the log line and then me and Corey going to get into it. We're going uh-huh. uh, up top spoiler alerts. Okay. Y'all, I don't, I don't mind spoiler. I love a spoiler alert. I don't care. I'm let go me back. know how it ends. Right. I'm like, I'm going to go back and see it. But some I'm of y'all. I always want to know how it ends first. Some of y'all can... got y'all panties in a bunch if y'all know something. So up top, we're going to give stuff away if you don't want to know. Just skip to niggas you should know. That's it. That's all. Period. That's all. Just, and it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Every, it's hold a, it against you. Win-win. Win-win. So, all right. So, Passing, I'm going to read the log line, which came right from IMDb, but Passing follows the unexpected reunion of two high school friends whose renewed acquaintance ignites a mutual obsession that threatens both their uh, their carefully constructed realities. Ooh. So that's a nice log line. It is. It is. Whoa. It is. Nice log line. Okay. <laughs> All right. I suck God. at log lines, but that's a fucking good one. Jesus. <laughs> it was directed by. Yeah, it was really good. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I, it is good. We'll, yeah. we'll have the link in there so y'all can just go straight to it. But uh, it was directed by Rebecca Hall. Um, she also wrote it and it's based on a novel. Same name passing by Nella larson so check that out i know you guys are big book fans there's also an article i think slate did actually looking at the differences between what was in the book and what was in the movie um it stars tessa thompson uh, as the main um character irene ruth nega as claire andre holland as brian bill camp as hugh uh benga akena b as dave and a huge cast that did an amazing job Hmm. um i have something to say already oh lord here we go so let's just get into it um if you guys haven't seen the trailer already both of these and if you don't know who ruth nega is is or tessa thompson both of these women i guess are could be considered passing right they both are biracial um at the time it's set in the 1920s and so 1920s going in 1930s the novel um Ooh, came out in 1929 right um but the cool Damn, thing the novel was came out in 1929 yep, yep. ip mm-hmm. ip go back <coughs> go back but yeah so Basically, they both can pass in their worlds, but Tessa Thompson's character, uh, Irene, is in the black world because she accepts that part of her life. In the film, is she mixed or black or all black? I think they're, I don't know where I read it, but I thought they were biracial. But in they're both biracial, yeah. But I think in the film, in the film, to my understanding, but they both grew up in Chicago in a black community Mm because that one drop rule was like. You black, you black. <laughs> like that was mm-hmm. that. Um, but that's because America's racist. So um, so and then so the other character, uh, played by Ruth Nega, decides that she's going to marry a white man and she dyes her hair blonde and everything, and she to to that community passes and fools him and he has no idea that she niggers. is yes, he that said she that is out black. His mouth. Um, and I'm calling them both black because that's just how I see it. Uh, we just, yeah, they're both black. Um, so overall, what did you think about the story, the film? Go for it. So I liked it. Okay. I thought that it was beautifully shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the I liked that it was in black and white. Mm-hmm. Um so 
Shout out to the director who I just mm-hmm. looked up as a white lady. Mm-hmm. Rebecca um, Hall. Mm-hmm. I thought the acting was brilliant. Mm. When I'm talking about brilliant, but I, I expected as such. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wasn't too familiar with Ruth Nega, but obviously she's been working. Yeah. Heard the name, but wasn't too familiar with her yeah. work or what she's been in. Yeah. Um, but Tessa Thompson. I like Tessa Thompson, always have, but she's mm-hmm. never like absolutely wowed me in a performance. Not saying mm-hmm. that she's not good. She's just right, never right, right. like, I've never been like, damn, after watching one of her performances, but I always liked her. Right. She wowed the fuck mm-hmm. out of me mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. this performance. Mm-hmm. There are just certain scenes where I'm like, damn, <laughs> bitch, okay. That is funny. Like that last scene where Claire's already out the window on the yep. floor. And she finally goes down to go look at the body. That scene, she did a mm. phenomenal job. Yeah. That was phenomenal acting. They should yeah. do have acting master, master classes yeah. around her performance in that scene. Right. Beautifully played. Um, Mr. Andre Holland. Yeah, he's amazing. We stand Andre. Yeah. yeah. Uh, great job. Mm-hmm. He always understands the assignment. Mm-hmm. Um. And then Ruth Nega did a great job. Yeah. And she was in Preacher. She was a TV show. That's where I knew her from. uh, AMC. And so basically. Was that that scary? Yeah. It was kind of scary, but like kind of sci-fi. But it's a supernatural action adventure television series. Okay. And also the major thing I think she was nominated for uh, a a Golden Globe and Academy Award for was for her role in Loving. Oh, she was in Love. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's coming back. Mm -hmm. Okay. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, beautiful yeah. cast. Yeah. Even the people who are supporting. So like yeah. uh, all of, what are their names in the movie? All see. of Tessa Thompson characters and Andre Holliston characters. Like their friends yes. were beautifully casted. Yes. They did a great job. Yes. Everyone. So Irene, yeah. Irene is Tessa Thompson character. Yep. Brian is Andre. So all of Irene and Brian's friends, like yeah. the Black Harlem community, like yeah. those characters, they were great too. Yeah. I think her name was uh, Antoinette Crow yes. Legacy. It was a, the, she, she, was, she was super tall and beautiful. Yes. She was she, also in Godfather of Harlem. So another show. She was, was great. She was really she was good. so good. Yeah. I so yeah. Basically, the acting was on point. The shots were on point. Cinematography was good. Yeah. And I genuinely thought it was a good movie. Yeah, I really did. I thought it was a great movie. Mm-hmm. I think it was very. Um, I think it was very thought provoking. Mm-hmm. It provoked a lot of thoughts for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one <laughs> of the better movies that I've seen in a while. Okay. I'll say that. Okay. And that's my overall impression. I mean, there are things that we're going to talk about. Yeah. But overall, yeah. I thought it was a great movie and we'll get into the other things. Okay. After, after you get your impression. Fair. Okay. I thought it was an okay movie. Mm. Thought it was okay. I do agree with you. It was beautifully shot. Like, each frame was a picture. I loved it in black and white. It seemed also, I don't know what the um, ratio of the camera, but it felt, I, I like that they felt very true. Like I felt like I was watching a 1920s, 1930s okay. film, right? Like it didn't feel like a modern day film. It felt like we were transported to that time and it was filmed in that time. So mm. I really appreciated that. And I think they did a great job of doing that. Um, I love the fact that they had some really amazing, like you said, thought provoking conversations. Some of the conversations that I really loved was how Andre, 
um, who plays Brian and then mm-hmm. Tessa who plays Irene had to really talk about race mm-hmm. to their children. They have two boys and two black babies, two black babies in 19, the 1920s and 1930s. Very scary. Right. And so the new pa- newspaper headlines were lynchings all over the place mm-hmm. and sort of to see the two dynamics of one parent trying to sort of save mm-hmm. them from the horrors of what it means to be it's kind of being in denial. Like, I understood her and I also understood him. him. It was a great conversation. It was a really, really great conversation. And I loved that they leaned into that. I did have some issues with, I guess, because that conversation was so pivotal. Um, And we'll talk about it later. I think there should have been, I wanted to feel more urgency with, uh, uh, with Claire being around the family because she, to me, posed a real threat, which later on came out when unfortunately she passed, right? So mm-hmm. in my head, I don't know what I, it's because I've watched too much black trauma movies. Um, <laughs> but I was like, damn, her husband gonna just stomp up in there and bring the KKK and they just gonna blow up the house. Like, I was like, I was Dang, like, get her out of my here. Mind. In my mind, I was like, get this passive white lady out of here. Why does she know your address? Help, send help. I don't like her hair. I was like, See, my thought process was she's a sneaky little girl. Yeah. And she said that outwardly. Yeah. So I'm like, if she can get away with some shit, it's coming over Ooh. here. Cause, yeah. But I'll let you. Yeah. Yeah. We'll so I was like, I was like sneaky on little girl. edge. <laughs> I was on edge. I was like, Claire, you about to get the whole black community shot the fuck up. Get out of here. So it was like, I was like, okay, y'all. But she was also, I think they also did a good job of how they both maneuvered in a world that some people saw them as passing and some people saw them as black. It's just such an interesting It was an concept. interesting way that they both moved and an interesting way about how, and when I say they both, I mean Tessa Thompson character, uh, Claire, no, 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 Irene. Tessa Thompson mm-hmm. is Irene and Ruth Negga's character is Claire. How both, essentially in the beginning, Irene was passing for a little bit. Like she was getting into some places like hotels and stuff. I was like, I, when I was, when I was watching, I was like, I think these white people think she white. Cause she had that. Cause hat she, on. yeah, she had that hat on and she was going into hotel hotels. I was like, hold on now. I'm mm-hmm. I like, if it's the 1930s, like they segregate hard. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. So she was doing that, but then she was confronted with someone who went all the way with their passing. They were like, Oh no, I'm a, I have my whole life. <laughs> whole <Yeah>. life <laughs> mm-hmm. as a white person so it was interesting to see when they were both confronted with it I also love the way it seemed as though they were pointing to uh, Irene's uh, character of potentially passing also a straight it seems like she also had mm-hmm. a little bit of a of a um, attraction towards Claire they both had an attraction they both did and so they had to be very careful about not only passing as black or white they had to be careful about passing as straight and mm-hmm. so, or coming off as queer in any way. So mm-hmm. I thought that was very cool. I like the ambigu- ambiguity in that. And I think they did a great job with that. There were other places I was like, the ambiguity of like characters' motives, I had questions about and it confused me a little bit. So some of it worked for me. I thought it was beautifully shot. I thought it was okay. Cause I was like, ah, some, some, I, I have questions, I, I'm confused, but it is beautifully shot. Everyone acted their ass off for real. Everyone had the dialect of the night. Like when it came to the to the dialogue, I think they did a great job with how they spoke in the 1920s and 30s, mm-hmm, how they it. picked it up. I was like, I could never do God. that. 
I was like, I was like, wait, what am I even listening to right now? There was even a portion where uh, Irene was talking to her friend Hugh, who's a white guy in this. Uh, it was a dance, and like the way they spoke, I was like, am I listening to Shakespeare? In that shit was 20- too smart. For I me. was like, what is he even I talking had to put about right now? Subtitles on, girl. Yeah, I that part. That no, scene put was like, subtitles on. I y'all. thought I was smart until the scene. Yeah, it was <laughs> like the dialogue was incredible, and in that conversation, Beautiful. yeah, they were talking about she was kind of indicating to her friend which i thought girl don't give the girl away i was mad i was like irene shut the fuck up well she was already yeah there's a lot i was so mad mm-hmm. but basically she was telling her her white friend that her friend that came in was passing as as a white person but she was really black she right? did because he was and like, he thought yeah he, he figured it out. He yep. Said, really? Yes. Yes. I was like, don't even play around with that. Don't even like. I was so, I was so weary. But. um, <laughs> Not weary. I was like, Lord. Her heart was weary. Chef. Yes. But that dialogue, they did a great job overall in how they speak during that time frame mm-hmm. and how they, yeah, how they interacted during that time. I thought that was like impeccable. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, Okay. So let's get into the story. So like we said, this is okay. based off of a, um, a book. IP. Yes. IP, yes. IP, 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 friends. All the time. This is a great piece of IP, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to read the book. <laughs> no. But. <laughs> Absolutely not. But, but if you're into it, do if that. If you're into it. Because I know some of y'all be like, the book. <laughs> and y'all are so stuck up about like no. books, you know, I will matching jump movies. in right with the media. <laughs> I'll be like, okay. Some of y'all be really stuck up about books matching and mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-mm. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. So let's get into, I guess, stories. Okay, so yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into stories. So we're starting. Okay. So first and foremost, I, when it comes to like these movies that are based on IP, which everything's based on IP, yeah. I'm always like, at least trying to see, I always like, okay, I want to stick to the author's original vision. Right, so whenever right. I talk about story, I'm always like, if it happened like that in the book though, you know, I mm-hmm. always make that disclaimer. Mm-hmm. But with this, I think there were a lot of good little like nuggets. Yeah. yeah in yeah, the yeah. story. There were a lot of good nuggets. And I actually like the ambiguity of it all. Mm-hmm. I usually that's a no no. We always say in screenwriting, you have to answer your questions <laughs> yeah. and all that stuff. But sometimes you don't. Like mm-hmm. sometimes it's like you can leave it up to the viewer. And right. I I personally like the ambiguity of it. Like how the fuck did she get out the window? Did mm-hmm. she kill herself? Did mm-hmm. Tessa push her? Right. Irene push her? Or did her nigger hating uh, husband? Husband. I was going to call him a wife. <laughs> he was acting like a bitch. Yeah. But his, her nigger hating husband. Yeah. He uh, really did not like the Push um, her. Right. So I love the ambiguity of that. I love the ambiguity of like, was she really, ha- was Claire really having an affair with Brian? Mm. Like, did that actually happen? Right. Or was it in Irene's head? Yeah. I love the ambiguity of was Irene attracted to Claire in that mm-hmm. way? Like yeah. there were these little nuggets where it's like they put it in there and you're going to figure it out. You're going to come up with whatever your conclusion is. Mm-hmm. And I actually like that part oh, aspect okay. of the story mm-hmm. um, because they did have like Irene would pay her these really like kind of intimate comments. Yes. Yeah. yeah compliments. Yeah, yeah. And I was yeah, yeah, watching yeah. it with uh, a man and he mm-hmm. was like, Hmm. Mm. And he was like, that's an interesting comment. Mm-hmm. That, she, that that's an interesting compliment to pay Child, her yeah. and he was like well maybe that's how they that maybe they were a lot more intimate in the 1920s he said that comment yeah like, yeah you know yeah what? yeah or maybe yeah she's into her. <laughs> yeah 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 
Um, and then there was that moment at the dance where Claire was dancing mm-hmm. with with some niggas, and then she mm-hmm. came back to the table, and Irene like grabbed her hand and mm-hmm. they like, looked at each other, mm-hmm. and then when Brian came back over, they snatched I uh, Claire snatched her hand away. Yeah. So there are these little nuggets where it's like, hmm. Yeah. But I liked it because it allowed you to kind of come up with like whatever you wanted to to think about yeah. it. Because then also at the end. There were all these little things, these little shots that they showed you. So when the husband came through the door, yeah, you saw Claire start to position herself in front of the window. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing mm-hmm. that could say maybe she threw herself. And this was at the party. At the, the party end. at the mm-hmm. end mm-hmm. before she died. Mm-hmm. When she saw her husband coming in the door, she positioned herself near the window. So that's mm-hmm. like, okay, she could have pushed. She could have threw herself out the window. Right. But then also when he was charging her, right. he was charging her. So he could have pushed her. Right. But then also they had that shot showing Irene's character putting her hand mm-hmm. in front of Claire. Right. Did she really try and stop her? Did she her? really try and stop her or right. did she push her? So right. that's, it's like giving you three different ways and you, you decide, like, I really actually enjoy the ambiguity of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And I would yeah. think about it. Like who, who did what? Yeah. Because they did a great job within the story of building up that tension mm-hmm. with Irene and Claire. Mm-hmm. Cause Irene was grappling with thinking that her husband was fucking her. Mm-hmm. I think her husband you do <laughs> I, think the husband was, I don't know but we don't know they were a little too close for me yeah and we're dealing with watching claire come in and it seems like everyone likes claire more than irene like mm-hmm. her kids like claire more yeah. than her seems like the husband liked her he over here defending her in front of motherfuckers yeah and it seems like all of uh irene and brian's friends liked claire mm-hmm. like everyone just loved claire and you're seeing irene feeling like she's being isolated she's getting pushed out of her own life mm-hmm. by this woman who didn't even want to pass is black Mm -hmm. who didn't even want to be black right so you're seeing that tension build up right it's kind of creating this like kind of psychosis thing with irene yeah and then also irene could have been grappling with her own feelings for claire Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. fact that she may even like claire her damn self right romantically yeah 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 so it's i think the story did a good job of building up that tension until we got to that last scene where we're like we really don't know what happened Mm -hmm. we don't know if it was claire who killed herself we don't know if it was even irene Mm -hmm. because if you remember that that scene where they're going up the stairs Mm -hmm. to get to that party um, at the end. And then Irene asked Claire, what would you do if your husband found out? Yup. Because y'all remember they had that, that she had seen her husband earlier and he he figured out that she was black because she was with a black woman. Yeah. Because this whole time he thought she was white. Mm -hmm. And she asked Claire while they're walking up to that party, what would you do if your husband found out? And Claire said, well, I would just come to Harlem and live with you. Mm -hmm. And do we really think that Irene wanted that? Mm. Because she's already like feeling like Claire's coming in and pretty much taking her life. Yeah. Which I have felt that from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So she could have easily pushed her and saw this as her chance to get Claire out the way. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I feel like there was a lot of good nuggets and like little pieces of the story that led up to the climax at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, There were some things like, First and foremost, Ruth Nega looks like a light-skinned black lady. Yeah, I, they both. Yeah, they both look black to me. So yeah. I was like, okay, who is passing? Yeah, <laughs> in the opening introduction who? scene, I didn't know who the one who was passing. Yeah. I was just gonna assume it was the blonde lady. Yeah, but Ruth Nega looks like a light-skinned black lady to me. Yeah, I mean, in some scenes, maybe she looked white. Yeah, but um, but I guess because black folks can always pick out their own. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I have to get another opinion on that. Yeah. But black folks, we, she looks like a, one of us. Yeah. Just light skin. Yeah. So, um, that that's a casting thing. 
But yeah. I'm just assuming that they just wanted to cast a talented actress. Yeah. And they couldn't find somebody who like looked passing enough. I don't know. I think I think you're right. Well, they they are big names, right? So mm-hmm. I think you're right in the sense of like they're trying to get like the biggest quote unquote passing women. I think for white people at the time who only thought black people looked a certain way mm-hmm. with the ignorance of what okay. you know you, yep, you just open whereas yep. like black people know we come in many different shades exactly different you know different types of you know and back then eugenics was just like oh only black people have broad noses or this that like mm-hmm. no black people have all types of facial features Features. (laughs) Mm -hmm. and different skin tones of all types so exactly we you know what i mean so like we can Mm -hmm. pick that shit out you know what i mean sometimes we can sometimes we can't we can't but black people i think more can pick out who's really black you know what Mm -hmm. i mean or has some black in them than i think a lot of white people could unless there was you know what i mean so it's Mm -hmm. like i think ruth at that time ruth nigga could absolutely pass yeah um and not to say that there weren't you know we had josephine baker who was like fair-skinned but very black like she Mm -hmm. made that very clear you know what i mean so like i think i think it worked for that time period but of course with our eyes right now like both of these women's black (laughs) (laughs) no ma'am so that kind of threw me in the beginning i was immediately thrown off yeah by the fact that she literally looked black yeah but you're right in the 20s she could have been passing yeah um, so for looking at it from that lens. And then also, this is just me and my scientific brain. Yeah. They had a child. So yeah. Claire and the white man had a I'm child. I'm curious. That child should have looked some type of black. I would, the black I would gene s- is strong. And there are a lot of mixed black and white people who have children with white people where the child is predominantly white and has yeah. 25% black. But that black always comes through. <laughs> All the Somehow. children I've ever seen in that mix. Yeah. So yeah. I'm a little confused. Yeah. But... If that happened in the book, sure. <laughs> we gonna let that ride. Yeah, because genetics let that don't lie, but yeah, genetics don't lie. But also, genetics can be anything. Like I've seen both ways, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like a quarter. This person is a quarter black, but they look very white, right? But mm-hmm. their parents do not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. it all de- like sometimes with genetics, it all depends, particularly mm-hmm. where you're from and how you view colorism. What's like? What is brown skin to you? What is light skin to you? Like. Sometimes it's different in different regions and what they see and what they expect. So I don't know. I I, I be seeing it. So I don't know. Um, but sometimes genetics, it does what it wants. Right. I'm know? like, I be seeing it. But like we said, this is the 1920s. Yeah. And I guess for her particular child, mm-hmm. the black did not come through. No. enough for It could have been like um, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's baby. That's true. Yeah, because you remember the, the royal family was like, how did this nigga baby? And we over here like, where? <laughs> like, Not the nigga Where? <laughs> we were like, yes, we know the baby Not is the a quarter baby. black, but like, look at the baby right now. <laughs> look at little Archie. Look at him. <laughs> look it's at fine. little Arch Arch. <laughs> He's so cute. But he also, is. what were y'all were? Anyway. That's true. So, you know, it... it Genetics do its thing sometimes, but yeah, I would be curious to see how their children came out to be. I also was cracking up because I was like, <laughs> when the uh, father found out that she was a court was half black, and now his kids are a quarter black. He probably hates them. No, like, what now. you gonna do? Like, what you gonna do? I mean, he probably gonna hide, you know, whatever. Uh, he probably the, not gonna say anything. Yeah, the, but the, the niggas aren't switching. Yeah, but the fucking school. I was like, interesting. One thing that's okay. So as I was watching the movie. One thing that I was like, 
concerned about was like she left when they first met up which at the hotel whatever whoop-de-woo and like she took her back she met her husband he's white he thought she was white whatever whoop-de-woo how did she get her address to send it to send her a letter and like the letter was very intimate because i was like how did she get her address like they just met up they saw each other in chicago girl i don't know yellow pages i was <laughs> well yeah okay there is a yellow pages i'll give that but i was if like, that was even a thing back then 1920s but i was like sis and she was very for me it was like i guess i just didn't like irene not no claire's character but i understand now because she was i didn't understand how isolated she was pretending to be something she's not but she put herself in that position she very much put herself in that position so i was annoyed that she was like i'm so lonely i wanted to be with the blacks i was so bad i was like sis her yeah her character is girl very complex in a way and so dramatic like, i didn't well the husband said that oh Brian my god said, she's so dramatic <laughs> i was like and i love that i love that i was like girl he said she dramatic sale <laughs> Just let it end. <laughs> Good night. He, I enjoyed his character a lot. Yeah, he was great. Even though I do think that he may have, maybe he hit once. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he hit. I think, ooh, I think he hit. I don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be, yeah, it wouldn't be niggas uncommon. Be yeah. Even back Which then, is, they were back even then, more they were more niggas. They were even more niggerish back then. Oh my God. They were quite annoying. But either way, I don't, I don't think he did. I think he definitely was getting close. close. He would have hit had he had more time. Yeah, if he had more time, he definitely would have hit. I, that's what I think. He would definitely would have hit. If he had more time, he would have got. He definitely would have hit. <laughs> also. Oh, so funny. Uh, it's hilarious because also if she had more time, she would have hit too. Oh, she, from the jump, jump, Claire, that was Claire's. They would have, yeah. That was Claire's mission. In fact, I mean, that's what I was expecting from the story. I thought they were going to have, like, their own love story. Yeah, but and then, I would have been mad. I'd have been like, whoa. I mean, I I was here for it. I'm like, Oh, you were here for yeah, it? Yeah, I would have like, been okay. so mad I like, if they would have started a thing, and it would have been a thing. I, I like that it was ambiguous, like, you don't know if they hit or not, because yeah. I would have been mad if, he, if it would have been, like, a thing. I would have loved it if Irene and Claire did, but I also oh yeah I would have enjoyed that. I would have loved that because it's like now it's super complicated. Like oh god dang yeah I love so, that they did that. But I don't know. I I was like <laughs> yeah I Claire and Irene's world terrified me, and I think they needed, and maybe it's because of me, but like I think they should have pointed to how dangerous it is to have her around if she is passing as white. Mm. It, and knowing that her husband says that he hates black people casually okay. and you know she's like oh yeah I'm just out and about just I just came over and like she told her I, I'm glad they had the conversation where she was like girl like I met your husband he hates black people I am black yes I was passing at the time but girl we both know we black like what do what you talking about and then of course I was like, I know this girl ain't gonna cry. Of course, uh, Claire cried. Of course, but you have to think that was the white. She she harnessed the white, white woman's woman. tears. She's been acting as a white woman, Ooh, so that child. comes with a certain in the 1920s. That comes with a certain amount of entitlement. Oh, it works. So she's living as a white woman. She's gonna do oh. the white woman crocodile tears, and she's gonna think that she can do whatever she wants. She can come in and out Ooh. because she's living as a white woman, and she absolutely. can absolutely. So, but that was just terrible. But it was like if you get caught the chances mm -hmm. are that community is at terrible risk. Like the heightened risk that she took on felt like it was just kind of just, oh, yeah, yeah, come on, come on to the party. I'm like, girl, 
if she found your address, her husband's going to find your address. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, in my head, I was like, he going to bring the clan. What we talking about? Like, what we yeah. talking about? Like, I, to me, it was like, and especially it kind of was off because with Claire, she has dark skin sons mm-hmm. who cannot pass like she can pass. And she pointed that out when she first met her. And she also was trying to protect her sons from that horrible, horrible truth that they were living in, that they could just be killed for no fucking reason at all. So for me, I was like, as a mom, I'd have been like, you, you, uh, uh, Irene, you gonna have to get the fuck up out of here. I'm not risking my baby's lives because you want to, you, you, you tired of being white when you decided you want to pass. That to me was a disconnect. I was like, well, I can see that. That was, I was like, okay, why are we not addressing this a little bit more? Just a little, just a little bit more. There, there was a certain amount of danger with Irene just willy nilly going about anywhere she wanted to and especially within that family and especially when you know at the main scene when the husband found at that party at that all-black party even with the ambiguity I well I I for the I hate the ambiguity my god I was like my god what happened what is this I'm confused I loved it confusion I I am confused you know what let's not answer that shit I was let the niggas think about it confused but I did think they did a great job of building up to her falling like you said even the use of the stairs and no elevator on the stairs so you already know this shit was high they were out mm-hmm. of breath they were going up and everything and it was a great build up overall yeah yeah overall it was a really really great build up and then of course her husband at the door and even the dynamics of his danger like even when unfortunately when Claire was killed or she she died yeah she either killed herself or was an accident or whatever even the group of black people when the police came it was like because of the ambiguity they 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 all had to say it was an accident because even if her husband did kill her and push her out the window they're not gonna say they're not gonna gonna believe them even if it is a whole group of that saw exactly what happened they're not gonna believe them you know what i mean so they had to protect themselves even in that like even while her husband was sitting on the ground looking at his dead wife even the idea was like oh he could he can turn his white rage on that whole community he could just make something up be like that man over there yes that blackie he pushed her death on her and then the white the cops would do would essentially take someone to jail and that would be day life so i'm i'm a part of me is glad that they didn't like really go into the danger of that because we have so much trauma. But mm-hmm. also I was like, during that time, I was like, girl, this is, this is terrifying. And in a way yeah. that, that is very like traumatic for black people during that time. Like you had to be more careful. Like you can't, you can't, even if you were careful, <laughs> white people could just say anything and you're dead. Yeah, all of that is true. <laughs> but I think they were just trying to tell a story. Yeah. Like, and trying to like, because all of that is true. But if they wouldn't have a story, if we're like always thinking about, okay, like the truth and the reality of yeah. the situations. Like, but they, they did touch on trying, some bases because they, they did with the conversation with the kids. They touched on it. But I'm thinking more so like, um, okay. she's she's a little, a little white lady. Yeah. And... I'm thinking that her husband doesn't give a fuck what she's doing. Yeah. She's already talking about she's isolated and I can, 
it seems like he's doing whatever the fuck he's doing and he's yeah. so busy, blah, blah. She's just a housewife. So she's, he don't know what she's doing during the day because there's no phone to, right. to track her, her location and all that shit. So I'm thinking like her just being a white lady in this world, like yeah. there's just certain things that she can get away with. The that privileges that she has. So yeah. I'm thinking of it from that lens. Like she can get away with certain stuff. Yeah. And maybe they were trying to portray that by yeah. her just being all willy nilly out in the world because yeah. white women essentially can do that and they could do that back yeah. in those days. Whereas we couldn't. Yeah. Um, so pointing to that like aspect of her, she's passing as white. She's going to yeah. act as a white woman. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was my kind of take on that. Yeah. Um, but okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so we got, so we got some good points yeah. about story. I think so. I think it was a good point. The story, I think the characters did well. I mean, more the actors kind of killed the actors. Yeah. The actors killed. They absolutely, they, they, they really did a good I job. I really enjoyed Tessa's performance. Yeah. Like I said earlier, yeah, she did the damn thing. Yeah. For sure. Yep um tone tone was i don't know you know what i don't know about the tone because i'm not used to seeing those kind of period pieces mm, if that makes sense mm-hmm. so i kind of was lost also i can even go into the pace of that in the beginning i was like this is boring as hell my god this is taking yeah. too long i mean they did hit the points where they had the their little meet cute irene and claire and <laughs> you know that not whole thing <laughs> Because they was definitely lovers. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, little be cute. <laughs> like, yeah. It's rom com. <laughs> I'm like, okay, but yeah, I felt like the tone definitely matched the time period, and I think for me mm-hmm. watching it, I was like, oh, I have to get used to how they spoke back then, what yeah. movies were like back then, because I felt Bunches like I was boring. Yeah, stuff. they they actually had that pace, so they stayed true to the form of how they made those movies mm-hmm. back then, and it took me a while to get into it, because I was still, you know, in my 2021 mind frame of mm-hmm. uh, film watching, mm-hmm. so yeah. I'll yeah, I used that. to don't do period pieces, but yep. yeah, I do think they stayed true, like you said, to the 1920s, mm-hmm. and it was the same pace, because them old-ass movies were boring as fuck to yeah, me. Yeah, they took a minute. Um, Casablanca, like, they Ooh. love them. Add, uh, that's a classic for who? Not for me. <laughs> but go ahead, girls. Um, <laughs> go off. Go off. <laughs> boring as fuck. Yeah. But, yeah, the tone was good. Pacing was indicative of the time. Yeah. The only thing I'm truly, and this is like a directorial thing. Yeah. That whole thing where after they had had the big fight about how to really tackle race yeah. issues in the household yeah and and irene went to sleep yeah there's like this weird scene where it was all druggy induced i think she was stuff. depressed i think they were trying to okay i think that was the ambiguity but see that's the part i didn't like and I then was it like, moved Is this a into okay claire's back now yeah oh it makes sense the depression yeah. okay and then so now, now she's seeing every everybody against her excuse me so like you know oh and then time passed and she stayed in the bed okay you yeah. explain it okay yeah so i think even during that time <laughs> to go back to your theory like her husband probably could have hit it hit <laughs> i gotta hit it with irene because she was in the bed all day just and they already had a very like conservative they already showed irene is very conservative she didn't yep. really want to fuck like that yeah. anyway yeah because she ain't probably want to fuck him because <laughs> she wanted to fuck her <laughs> Um, and I think they did a great job of planting those little Ooh, seeds because yeah. they did show those little seeds yeah. of Irene being very conservative and not just wanting to fuck him. Yeah, yeah. And you you gotta fuck the niggas. Yeah, that you married. Unfortunately, to. unfortunately, you have to <laughs> fuck this nigga. Ugh. Maybe uh, do a little. <laughs> let me not. Oh, game. <laughs> you gotta fuck a nigga you married to. So ugh. I know <laughs> too much. Yeah, but um, yeah. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, he yeah. may have a hit. Yeah. I think he did. Yeah. I think he did. Because Claire was definitely going to give it up. Yeah. She was that type of bitch. <laughs> she, was a, she was. She was a little sneaky, little, and she said that. Yeah. She said all this shit. She said she do whatever she want to get what she wants. She don't care who she hurt. She Very literally said that. Very spirited. Yeah. Um, free spirited or don't give a fuck about nobody. Selfish. Self centered. Yeah. Selfish. I think she was selfish. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. So overall, I mean, I would say. Take take a watch. You know, I thought it was okay. Um, it is beautifully shot, so it will be like eye candy for sure. Um, mm-hmm. You know, put your seatbelt on if you don't like ambiguity like me. If you don't like confusion, just just hold on to your just hold on to your britches and just be patient with it and 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 enjoy it all the way to the end, and then you can formulate you know how you feel about it. Yeah, I say give it a whirl. Yeah. Um, because the performances in this were absolutely yeah great. they were good they the were really performances good. were definitely worth watching yeah um so yeah that's passing on Netflix check it out starring the gals and mm-hmm. Andre mm-hmm. who I love <laughs> the gals the gals and Andre mm-hmm. <laughs> all right so we'll go right into the niggas you should know absolutely and I'll start with Andre hey. who I love so I first <laughs> saw him in Moonlight but yeah um he's been d- giving it to us before then oh, yeah. his first on-screen performance was in the episode of Law and Order in 2006 he's been on the stage mm. um so he's a theater mm-hmm. actor he was in so he had his first film role in the sports drama Sugar and he was cast in The Whipping Man in 2010, which right. won him a Vivian Robinson Award for Best Supporting Actor. Right. He was in the sitcom Friends with Benefits. Mm. I don't know if I watched that. No, I don't have it either. He played Wendell Smith in the film 42, which is about Jackie Robinson's yeah. son. Alongside. Beautiful portrayal by yep. Chadwick. Yep. In 2014, he portrayed Andre Young in um, Selma. Yeah. Andrew Young in Selma. Andrew Young, yep. Sorry. All Sorry, good. Andrew. All good. Um, for his performance, he was nominated for the NAACP Image Award for Outstanding Supporting Actor in Motion Picture. Come on. And then from 2014 to 2015, he was in the Cinemax series, The Nick. Come on. So what I first saw him in, um, just letting y'all know who's working before this, because that's my ignorance, but I first saw him in Moonlight. Yeah. But he was working before then. Yeah. Just reminding y'all. Yep. Um, beautiful portrayal in Moonlight. And ever since then, I, he's been in everything. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I literally can't go through the whole thing because he's been in so much since then, and he's given beautiful performances just all around. Every time I see him in anything, I stand completely. Yeah. So he's dope. He's been in Castle Rock, The Eddie. I mean, American Horror Story, yeah. uh, Wrinkle in Time, High Flying Bird, Passing, just all of it. Yeah. So I stand. Yeah. Very accomplished theater actor. I want yes. to add that in there, and so you that, can tell. You can tell. Mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. tell. And that's Andre Holland for y'all. Hey, awesome. Well, uh, my nigga you should know uh, is the legendary uh, Erica Alexander. Her full name, Erica Ooh. Rose Alexander. Oh, beautiful. Put some respect on sis name. I first knew her when she played Pam Tucker on uh, The Cosby Show because she was uh, her, uh, one of, uh, I think it was uh, Friends. She was uh, the cousin that came. Oh. 
to live with them I a while. That. Yes, it was so dope. And I know a lot of people know her from Living Single, but um, she was she's been working for a very mm-hmm. long time. Mm-hmm. In fact, I even think before she was on the Cosby Show, she had a big break starring opposite Whoopi Goldberg in the 1990s civil rights epic drama film The Long Walk Home. So she's been okay. working for a long time. Okay, and going back to the Cosby Show. Um, you know, she basically, oh wait, let me take it back. Yeah. She was cast as Pam Tucker on the Cosby show. Okay. And then, um, she went, I don't know why I thought she went on to, um, what was the show with the kids? Um, Hillman. Oh God. Different world. Yes. I thought she was on there, but maybe she had some guests, but I don't see it on here. So I don't know why I just put her on there. <laughs> I was just like, she was definitely on different world. Nope. They didn't, they didn't say that. <laughs> But of course, uh, we lead up to Living Single as she played Maxine Shaw, attorney at law, one of the best yes. characters on television. Um, but, you know, she's been in a whole bunch of things. Just recently, we saw her in Get Out. She was amazing. Um, she was the cop in Get Out. She was also in Queen Sugar. Um, she was also in uh, Beyond, in uh, the movie Beyond Twenty. It was from, no, no, it's actually a fantasy drama beyond from 2017 to 2018. Mm -hmm. And she was cast in a reoccurring uh, role in the superhero series, Black Lightning. So she's still working. Um, She's also in the um, Wu-Tang TV show on Hulu. Oh, wow. She'd be working. Yep, an American saga. And of course, we already talked about her latest project alongside uh, Derek Luke, uh, the Blumhouse uh, scary film, American Refugee, that will be coming out. So she is working. Uh, oh, always know who she is. She is that bitch. Um, yeah, Erica Alexander, that nigga you should always know. And if you don't know now, you definitely should know. Period. Mm-hmm. And then we'll highlight Derek Luke real quick, who's oh, yeah. also in American Refugee. Y'all niggas know him as Antoine Fisher. I mean, y'all call him Antoine Fisher as that as, as if that's his name. The disrespect, um, but also the disrespect. honoring. But yes, he was great in that. It was yeah. a film directed by Denzel Washington. That was his first film role, I believe. He was also in Captain America, the first Avengers, and he played uh, Kevin Porter, the guidance counselor on 13 Reasons Why, oh, yeah. which I had just rewatched, and it's terrible. Mm, the I first re- season? Yes. I like the first season. I rewatched it uh, two weeks ago, and I'm like, why did I ever like this? Oh, wow. Ooh. I like the first season. Well, maybe I won't rewatch it, so I'll just keep I think I, I think I'm a little older now. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, yeah. It just came out a couple years ago. It was kind of terrifying, actually. But I had rewatched it, and I hated it. And mm. I, now I hate it. I don't know why. Mm. But anyways, he was phenomenal in that. Mm-hmm. He's been in a whole bunch of other stuff. He was in uh, the war film Miracle at Scent. Scent Anna. Um which is Spike Lee's movie. Mm-hmm. He's been in Moesha. He's been in Trauma. He's I mean, played love interest in music videos, okay? Mm-hmm, so he mm-hmm. was Alicia Keys's love interest in Teenage Love Affair. Yep. And then So Gone Monica. <laughs> Over you. you, you, you. <laughs> That's such a good song. He played uh, Sean Diddy Combs, Puffy Combs, whatever the nickname oh, is now. Oh, that's right. In Notorious. Okay. And he was in the movie Friday Night Lights. Okay. Um, He was in Hawthorne, which starred uh, Jada Pinkett. All the things. Mm-hmm. Y'all have seen him forever and ever and ever. And he was also in the Purge main role uh, that came out, the series that came out in 2019. Yeats. Mm. So that is Derek Luke's filmography for yes. y'all. So we just wanted to highlight those folks because yeah. we love them. We stand and yeah. they've been doing the damn thing for so long. Yeah. You have to give people their flowers for sure while they are with us and still blessing us with their presence. Come on. All right. So that's the end of the episode. Yes. Yes. Very cool episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we always love to do reviews. We always love to do anything that yep. we do. <laughs> this 
so check us out. Oh, we also want to let y'all know. Yeah. We are doing a soft launch mm-hmm. of our screen coverage services yep. that we have just launched on the site. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Check it out. Um, so the way you can do is just go to the site or click our link in the bio on our Instagram. It is now on our link tree. Yeah. So you can go take you straight to there and check out the services that we have for y'all. We're so excited to be able to give y'all feedback and help y'all out with y'all scripts yeah okay because we do that we've been doing that for a long time yeah almost three years now on the show so now you can get kind of tailored and customized help Mm -hmm. for your scripts so check that out tinsetowntea.com check us out on all the socials and thank y'all for listening yes all the things and also the holidays are coming up so we might be taking a break but we'll keep y'all posted on (laughs) you know when we'll be back and all the things so with that have a great rest of the week and uh yeah we'll see y'all next time happy holidays too yes when we all get, uh, listen to this it'll probably be around thanksgiving yes happy holidays y'all bye bye